2020 has been designated by the World Health Organization as Year of the Nurse and Midwife. Nursing and midwifery impacts us all at some point in our lives and this year has been an opportunity to celebrate their work. Not only have they been on the front lines battling against the COVID pandemic, but they also have been playing a crucial role in ensuring maternity care is coordinated, safe and continues throughout the pandemic. Our first guest is Zinath Udin. She's Head of Quality and Safety at the Royal College of Midwives. Hi Zinath. What is the significance of 2020 being International Year of the Nurse and Midwife? Midwives and nurses are the people who devote their lives to care for someone in their most vulnerable time. Uh, within the NHS, midwives and nurses make up the largest number of the workforce. I think 2020, being the international year of the midwife and nurse, is our time to reflect on our skills, our commitment, our devotion, our dedication, um, and the expertise we actually bring to the professions. So this is also an opportunity to say thank you to our midwives and nurses and showcase their diverse talents and expertise and to, to, to promote the fact that midwifery and nursing careers has a great deal to offer. The world, the world needs 9 million more nurses and midwives um, and this is to achieve the universal health coverage by 2030 and here in the UK the figures required for midwives is approximately 3,000 so we're 3,000 short um, which is obviously quite concerning and I think the world is waking up to the fact that many midwives and nurses have an immense impact on the lives of so many and simply the world can't do without us. Our quality standard says that women who are at low risk of complications during labour should be given a choice of birth settings. Why is this choice important? Women who are considered low risk of having any potential problems during labour are given four birth options generally. And these are having your baby at home in a midwife-led unit or it can be in an obstetric unit, which is almost like a labour ward. A midwife will sit down with the woman and discuss all the options that are available to her should they consider their own travel times coming into the place that they intend to birth in and I think I might be directing that particularly for women who are in living in the rural areas um, who are wishing to consider uh, the distance the terrain and possibly the uh, the weather conditions. Care for women and their babies during labour and birth may be provided from a range of healthcare professionals. What care should women expect to receive? Good question. Uh, a range of healthcare professionals may be involved during this time. These will include midwives, uh, who are of course the experts in labour and birth, um, and we've got maternity support workers as well who help midwives. Um, sometimes women may also see obstetricians who deal with uh, more complicated issues or problems that may arise from childbirth and also you may um, encounter a neonatologist who's a baby doctor uh, or an anaesthetist who deals with pain management. And following birth, women may also encounter a physiotherapist as well. We all work together as a team to ensure we deliver the highest possible standard care because that's what every woman wants, needs and deserves. What are the benefits of one-to-one -one care and support from an assigned midwife? We know from research that women who receive one-to-one -one care and support from an assigned midwife or a midwifery team means that women have this trust, this rapport that they've built with the midwife and the team and they feel comfortable and they feel much more confident um, with their ability as their pregnancy advances. 
Um, in terms of women being looked after by the same team of midwives, we know that women are more likely to have a positive experience of childbirth. And research actually shows that women cope better physically and emotionally and tend to be less anxious during that particular period. What is the Royal College of Midwives' aim for 2020 and how does NICE's guidance support that aim? The RCM's highest priority is to improving outcomes for women and their babies. And in the year of the midwife and nurse 2020, we, the RCM, we built a successful mutual programme with Each Baby Counts and the Tommy's Maternity Alliance with the RCOG in order to improve safety and reduce the UK stillbirth rate. We're also working together with colleagues across maternity services, which is key to meeting the government's ambition of cutting the rates of neonatal, maternal deaths and stillbirths by 2025. I next spoke to Leanne Howlett. Leanne is a service user and also the chair of Coventry and Warwickshire Maternity Voices Partnership. Hi Leanne. Could you tell us a bit about your role as service user and chair of the Coventry and Warwickshire Maternity Voices Partnership? So um, I chair the strategic group which looks after ones across Coventry and Warwickshire and we work with midwives, health visitors, family nurse partnership, obstetricians and just make sure that service users are involved in co-producing maternity services that they're involved in feeding back on maternity services and that they really just help to shape with their experience because they come from such unique standpoint service users that letting parents know they can make a difference and almost allowing professionals to see the benefit of that. Our guidance says that pregnant women should receive continuity of care. This includes one-to-one care and support from an assigned midwife throughout labour. From your experience, why is this so valuable? So I suppose when I initially had my son four years ago, before continuity of care was a thing, care was very disjointed. I saw a number of midwives throughout my pregnancy. There was just no real relationship there with them, um, which meant that postnatally it was quite difficult because I experienced quite severe postnatal depression. And I think because when you have a baby, everyone expects you to think everything's amazing. And then when it doesn't feel like that, it's a bit confusing. And so there was no one there I could really lean on. And I had quite a traumatic birth and there was no one I could talk to about it. And I just really noticed the fact that there was no relationship there. So I had my little girl, my second child, five months ago. And she was under the new continuity of care model. And for me, that was when I really saw how the model can make such a difference for parents. Because I had a named midwife who was my midwife. And every appointment was with her. So it was particularly good because of the birth trauma last time and my history with my son. She knew that, so I didn't find myself going into an appointment and every single time having to tell them that I'd had postnatal depression last time and they needed to be aware of it. And this is what had happened and this is what I didn't want in the birth because she just knew it all. And obviously, although I was looked after by a team of midwives, I was quite lucky to have my named midwife for all of my appointments antenatally, bar the last one. So my 40-week appointment was with a colleague of hers because she was on annual leave. And I think it was nice knowing that it wasn't my midwife. She worked in quite a close team. And the fact that my midwife had vouched personally to for everybody, everyone in her team, I think I just, because I had faith in her, I had faith in her team. After Four days after that 40-week appointment, I went into labour while my midwife was on annual leave. 
And so it was actually the same midwife, luckily, who I'd seen for my 40 week appointment, who was at the birthing centre. And I think for me, I'd forgotten how painful labour was. So when I appeared and she sort of came to the doors to meet me and I realised it was her, I was so pleased. I just thought, oh, thank goodness, it's a midwife I know. And I think that gave me a lot of confidence. She knew I really wanted a birth centre birth and I didn't want to go to labour ward. And she really worked with me. And I think because obviously of the way the continuity works, she then came out and did my next day visit with the midwife at home which again was really nice because we'd had an awful night breastfeeding and just settling in at home and it was lovely to have her there because she knew the birth she knew the history I didn't have to explain it she helped us breastfeed she talked through the birth and asked if I had any questions and it just felt like the care was really tailored to me. Our guidance highlights the importance of including women in decision making where possible this includes giving women at a low risk of complications a choice of birth setting. From your experience, why was this choice so important? So I had my son in labour ward and it was quite a traumatic birth, which ended up in theatre with forceps. And I think for me, there was a lot of memory around that I hadn't really been back since I'd had him. And so I was quite, I found it quite difficult to go on to labour ward and I decided that I didn't want to birth in labour ward if it could be helped. Yeah, so I was keen to give birth in the birth centre so that I could avoid the, I suppose, the memories of my son's birth and just tried to have a new experience this time round. And I was worried about the pain relief. I was worried I wouldn't be able to cope with that pain relief. Um, And I was worried because then at one point my daughter turned back to back, which was what had happened to my son. And that was what caused a lot of our problems with his birth. My mid was like, you can do this. You've done it before. You're you know, it's your second baby. You know what you're doing. And she said, I've birthed so many back to back babies in that birth center. And I just, I don't know, I trusted her and I thought it was impossible, but she said she'd done it before, so I believed that she'd done it before. Our guidance says that midwives and obstetricians should encourage women to have skin-to-skin contact with their babies as soon as possible after birth. This contact has been shown to promote the initiation of breastfeeding and protect against the negative effects of mother-baby separation. How did the support from your assigned midwife help the initiation of breastfeeding? I think the support from the midwife helped with breastfeeding because... In my previous pregnancy, I'd had such awful, well, birth, I'd had such awful feeding experience. In my head, I was 90% sure I wouldn't be breastfeeding because I'd found it too difficult and I just didn't think it would work and I didn't want to put myself through it again. But when my little girl was born, I had her in the pool and we just had uninterrupted skin to skin with the cord attached for ages. It was lovely. I think I know they wanted to keep an eye on her breathing because um, she'd come so quickly. So they wanted to keep the cord attached. But it was nice that we just had that time. Um, There was no sense of panic um, and we could just sit there. I think we spent about 20 minutes in the pool um, whilst they sort of whilst the cord was pulsing so we could have that time together. And then when I got out of the pool and then went to breastfeed it almost just felt natural to do it and so she fed really well and she carried on feeling well but again it was nice because they knew I was anxious about the breastfeeding so um pretty much every time she fed I would probably buzz them to come in and just check but they were happy with that I didn't feel like I was being a nuisance that I wanted them I wanted them to come back and just reassure me I was doing it right and I think that just gave us the stability to start it. And then the fact that that same midwife came out the next morning and had sort of been there at the start of our breastfeeding journey to sort of give a couple of tips and talk through how the first night had gone at home um, helped me to continue that. Because I think if I'd had someone else and hadn't known, 
um, and I'd have had to explain it all again. Maybe I would have just found it an easy way out, but she sort of worked with me to go with it and it just felt the right thing to do. Why do you think it's important to celebrate Year of the Nurse and Midwife? I suppose to me it's because they play such an important part in women's lives. I can't imagine ever forgetting more so the midwife, the two midwives that looked after me um, in this pregnancy and birth, just because when I think of my birth, they were the ones that enabled me to have the birth I wanted. And if they hadn't been there, I wouldn't have had it. And it's just, I don't know, it's a unique experience because when you're in labour, when you're giving birth, you're probably at your most vulnerable you will ever be. And I think so it's a really special relationship that you've got that person helping you through it and just believing in you and helping you achieve what you want. Thanks for listening to another episode of Nice Talks Podcast. For more information, we'll be sharing a range of guidance on intrapartum care alongside with this podcast. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.